but it's good to hear the scripture and to be thankful for God's word and to know God works in our hearts. And so it means that we're going to have thankful hearts in all that uh, we do and say as part of, part of life. So we're in a third part of our Some Assembly Required. And uh, you know, Some Assembly Required, we think about the Christian faith and the Christian person. It seems like more than just some, isn't it? It's, it's quite a bit. And in the first week, we talked, we used the word form. And I used a, a design phrase, form follows function. And that we know what the function is of a certain item, person, thing. And then we create the form around that. So we talked about the form and how God formed us uniquely and how we are that. But also, as part of that forming, I used a little game here. And uh, a lot of parts in there, isn't there? Well, I'm going to open up this box in a moment to find out what else is in here. So we talked about the word form. The second thing we talked about was the word formula. And Pastor Amory talked about formula and what that means. Is that uh, the first part is that there's a blank, a plus, and a blank, and it equals. Uh, that the first part is God's image. That you are created in God's image. Plus, we're part of God's community. And as part of God's community and our image, we put those two together. That each one of us have significant things to offer. Or we are we have all the parts that we need to do things for God. So the word form, formula, and then today we're going to take a spin-off on 1 Corinthians 12, verse 1. It says uninformed. Let's think positively. So we want to inform you. So we're going to look at verse 1 today and two other verses as we as we talk about that. And then we have our let's see. Our box guy. <laughs> our box guy today we're going to look at where uh, last week we had this part and we had an empty square here. And uh, then we added now, you could say, a big smiley face. Box album. We're going to talk about it here just in a moment. But one thing is you're going to hear every single Sunday. And I said my first week and then again rebooted too is that batteries are included. The Holy Spirit is among us. The Holy Spirit is in you. God's a part of God's love lives in you. So we have a, a little heart made of those are in the, in the back of the Jesus section. We're not able to see it, but you're going to see this change a little bit as we move along that part of our messages. So uh, let's get going here, part of the scripture today. Uh, let's read verse 1 together. Let's begin. Now about the gifts of spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. So we want to inform. We want to inform the congregation here as part of that. Uh, so we want to inform, we want to say our minds. We want to cognitively, intellectually begin to understand what is this gifts, spiritual gifts all about? And I don't know about spiritual gifts, let alone my gift, let alone what God's doing in me. What do you mean? Uh, this gift. Well, this morning we're going to look at what is the function of spiritual gifts. And so here's my little box again, and, uh, and I'm not going to pour them out on the floor today, because I think that was one, one way of explaining something. But what I did was that with all these parts, I filled in the shape and created something. Now, you, again, from where you were sitting, right, maybe up, just 
what it looks like. Well, it not looks like not supposed to look like anything. It's just because the random pieces of uh, Travis Boy stuck in there together to fill this whole place. And we talked about a few weeks ago that all you have to worry about is your part. You are part of a ministry here at Trinity Church. What is it that we say? We see breakthroughs on the horizon. We are looking forward for future fruitfulness. You know, in Psalm 126, I thought my prayer that I put together for all of us to read and be a part of, it's all really summarized in Psalm 126. You see, in Psalm 126, a psalm of ascent is where the writer begins to talk about how they dreamed again because they were, they were left captivity and now live back in Zion. And they were able to dream again. Or another translation, that they were healthy again. I believe that when each one of you not only knows your value, knows your gift, and how you fit into the whole, it helps us to be a healthy congregation, a healthy church, a healthy movement, a great movement. So I want to inform you that you do have a piece, a part of the life of the church and the movement of the Holy Spirit. So that's what we have here today. So with that, um, there's a line that says, in your outline, you want to follow along, that it is within the body of Christ that spiritual gifts function for the common good. The common good. And so, as a church, uh, we're out for the common good. We're not out for my own best interest. You're not out for your own best interest. We're looking out for the interest of the common good. Collectively together, be part of something greater than ourselves. That we're all put together, you might say, in that uh, puzzle that I put together. But we're all together, we create a beautiful picture. And that because we are part of the body of Christ. That's why over the next few weeks we're, we're adding to this personality of the head of the torso and the heart. We're adding a few more things to see what this person, this box, what this image might look like as we put things together. It's a picture my, my daughter gave me, and these are pictures. It's a picture of crayons, brushes, different other items that creates a picture. And if you look at it closely, and, and if you would look at it, you would see that each color is represented, and that there's different functions of those different writing utensils. But at that point, it's that creativity is for all. So God created us, and we are creative, then you have a person, you are a person that has something to offer uh, the kingdom of God. You do. So it is within the body of Christ that spiritual gifts function for the common good. To me, that is quite key because uh, in verse 7, which we just heard, now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. You might say the, the eye is taken out. And the spirit is placed in. This morning we're going to have communion. And you might say we're going to take out the eye and put the spirit in. We're going to take ourselves out and put the grace of God in. Take, take our own spirits, small as, out and put the Holy Spirit in. That's how 
as people of God who are broken become holy people, whole people of God. And when we have the whole Spirit in us, the Holy Spirit in us, we can live for the common good. Our common good, our common purpose here at Trinity Church is that we want to reach new people and make new sons of Jesus Christ. We want people to have a heartfelt transformation. That is for the common good. Maybe to the left of you or to the right of you or in front of you or behind you, there's probably an empty pew or empty seat. Dan Marie is praying, I am praying, I think we are all praying that, that God will show us how we can fill that person, that seat in front of us, beside us, behind us. For the common good. For the spirit that God has given us. So now to each one manifestation of the Spirit. If we are doing good with our gift or gifts, we see the manifestation of the Holy Spirit in us. We realize that the batteries are included. The Spirit is active and alive and we're being charged and recharged daily through the reading of scriptures. Meditating on God's Word. I'm the Spirit speak to to you, to me, to us together, to, to know that we're part of something greater than ourselves. Don Wesley's heart was strangely warm, and Wesley's heart was strangely warm, that put him on a whole new path of purpose for this movement that we call Methodism. So, what's the difference? How can I, how can I make a difference in why did my gift have to be different than your gift? And why all the differences here? The scripture tells us there are different kinds of gifts of the same Spirit. But the Spirit is what unifies us. And just like you might say in a color palette, there are different crowns. And did you know this is the reading? That they're getting rid of, getting rid of dandelion yellow. There's a ruckus moving across the United States because they get rid of that color. Because you talk to every art teacher, or maybe a teacher at school, and why are you giving that? That's the best color, yellow in the box. I don't think they're going to get rid of dandelion yellow. I think it's going to come back. Maybe you think you're dandelion yellow. Oh, man. They don't need me. I'm, I'm on the box. They need my yellow. Well, you can't use that anymore. But there's a better yellow. Internet yellow. <laughs> you know, why is different today? And you know, there's a big sun today. I'm glad for the sun. But Rick Havoc some of the pictures up on the screen. So what in the world is that, Pastor Kurt? Well, uh, Kurt and Amy, we got the big projects at our house over so on our cottage on the 64 South Mulberry. And when we bought the house, we knew there was a lot of stone on, on the property. And so if you come to the driveway, there's, there was an area where they had flowers and different things, like grown up stuff, and there was, a, there was rocks around. Well, I knew there was rocks. You can see the rocks around there, but then I said to myself, there's got to be 
What's underneath the rocks? Well, when I pull off the first layer of rocks, there's another layer of rocks. When I pull off the left layer of rocks, there's another layer of rocks, and, and I showed you a different picture, but there's a trench that came up to here, and the rock went down, let's say, two feet. And these weren't, these weren't bricks. This was stone. This was like gut-busting, 30 pounds, 40 pounds. I mean, these, these were heavy stones. And Kurt, why are you doing this? I don't know. You might need them someday. My dad told me. But the stones were this size. And they were heavy. Okay, Kurt, why are you doing this? I said, they're different. I'm going to use one of these days. And later on, you see how many stones I pulled out of the ground. You're different. And your differences can be the very thing that leads someone else from a common good to God. Your difference can make a difference. Boy, it sure is different. Boy, I can anyone ever use a person like that? And sometimes we bury ourselves down the ground. See, there was a time when this stone was for a purpose. But I said, I want to use it for something different. That's what change is all about. That's what change is all about. But when the Spirit gets a hold of you, God takes a hold of you and God's grace works in your heart, you are different. You're different in a good way. Each believer's gift of this makes a distinct contribution to the community. Do you believe Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? Well, I kind of sure guess I do. He's in my heart. I was baptized and I'm a born again Christian. Yes, then I am. Then you're a believer. If you're a believer, each believer's gift of this makes a distinctive difference. The human. When I first started out as a pastor, I didn't thought myself was a long ranging pastor. I knew I had to get other people. But you know what, though, is that pastors many times try to do it themselves. Well, I can do that too. Well, I can do that too. Well, I can do that too. But if you start doing that, then that prevents you as a congregation from doing your part. I need your help. I need what you offer. You're a different gift. You're distinctive. Your ability, however big, however small you perceive it to be, you are able to go places that Pastor Bird can't go. Because you're distinctive. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. It reminds us of that. Each of you should use whatever gift, whatever gift you have received to serve others. 
There's a place and purpose for Dina and I know. It's not going away. I, they pay too many of those dollars. It's not going away. I believe you're not going to go away because you are a significant difference to offer. And you can make a difference. I'm just asking to use it. Just use it in your way. You have the batteries included. The Holy Spirit's in you. You have ability. You have the power. You have all that you have to you. The Spirit is manifested in you if you call yourself a believer. So the Spirit distributes them to each one. Verse 11. God is a very gracious God. God is a very giving God. If you read in the Psalms over and over again, as you seek God's wisdom and understanding, the person who receives wisdom and understanding experiences abundance. God is generous. And the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, distributes them to each one generously. Using your gift in your home. Using your gift in your work. Using your gift in your area of influence. Influence. Using your gift for the kingdom of God. That's your courage. Man, I don't know. I, I don't know what my spiritual gift is. I've been thinking about it man, for, for, for a couple of years, and I just don't know what my spiritual gift is. And actually, God, you know, I don't know if my, I don't know if I have a gift that God's given me. And, and what is my spiritual gift? Well, you learned from read last week that we have shape of a cross. And one of those what was that word again? Laminin. Laminin. And Christianity took that over because of the shape of a cross and how that molecule is made and whatever part of that is made creates those, that shape in us. And with that, you have your DNA says, this is who you are. And this is where you're from. And these are your tendencies. And these are what's going to shape you in the future because of your DNA. Wouldn't it stand to reason if, if scientists say that we have this DNA that helps us shape who we are? Is that, wouldn't God also provide a way to help us determine our giftedness? There's a tool that you be available to you. Um, this is a spiritual gift discovery tool. There's copies on the back. And you can take one of these home, follow the directions, fill it out. And as you follow that thing, you'll find out what your main gift is, or your dominant gift, and your supportive gifts are. You can find out what those are, the, the main one. And in the very back of uh, the sheets, there's a brief, like one line or two line, describing what that gift is. And a couple of scripture references. So you can begin to find out what your DNA is spiritually. 
But you're gifted. Oh, you may know what it is already, but it would be nice to get confirmation through a, oh, I guess it is a, uh, a tool that you can fill out and put together and, and you can find out what your gift is. The ones you which want to know, your spiritual gift. Each believer is gifted and thus, and thus is spiritually significant. Not only distinctive, but significant. It goes deeper than that you are of great value, you are of great worth as a person, is that you are significant, you have something significant to offer God. And once you leave here this morning and at the back table, take one of these, you can find out what your significance is. Now, I know some say, wow, I don't think this is really, woo, this is off the charts. I'm looking. And here's a picture, like I said, I can't tell what I did. But there's like 20 stone that I pulled. All the stones you can't see up front there are barely to see. Uh, all those are underground. And I put them there because I couldn't move them in front. <laughs> so I might find some fellow with a bobcat, backhoe, or whatever to move them out of place and punch them here. But each one of those are unique. They're different. They're, Pastor Kurt sees them for something good. I don't know if you know this or not, but as your pastor, when I look around the room, when I see on the street, I, I'm constantly thinking, I wonder what that person can do for the kingdom of God. Assessing your giftedness. Now, I can't read your mind, I can't make you do anything. But I'm constantly looking for persons to help us reach new people make new disciples. But I know I can't do this up. Just like I these stone. I know I'm using the common good. Every good perfect gift is from above. gives you a gift. It is good. It is from above. It can be used. Oh God, you can't use this gift. You're telling God's a liar. God can and God will. If you're willing. So how is God calling you through today's message this week? How is God calling you? What's the next step? What's this next baby step that God's calling you to do? What's where the answer comes in? And if you've been following the outline down the bottom on the first side of the connect card, is your way to respond. Uh, this helps us, helps us as a church to find out how how we're discipling you. Because we've learned that uh, as part of the assessment, part of the things we're doing here today is that 
uh, we're not helping you take the next step, you're going to stay where you are. So these, these choices, and there's no mandatory of picking all three or one or all of them, but these are your choices to make. What's God calling you to do? Is he, is he um, calling you to take the spiritual inventory from the back table there? I plan to take the spiritual gift discovery tool and discover my spiritual gifts. You make that as your next step. Or number two, because we want to use all the assets that we have here at Partners Church, Churches, I will attend the I will attend the spiritual gifts training led by Pastor Mutual on Wednesday, May 17th at 6:30 in the Seekers Room. Because we know, we know that if you took the survey, sort of man, this still doesn't make sense to me, that you can have time with Pastor Usual, and you'll go through this survey, and she even have some other little survey to help you to find exactly what that is. And you can go to that on May 17th and make that as your response. So that's on May 17th, 6.30. Or continue to be a part of our movement, our support of our three clubs in America. If you were here the past two weeks, each of those two weeks, we've been asking people to, to, uh, to take one of the pill bottles to fill it up with the money. And uh, we know that $69 pays for a drug test for those who are part of uh, the May program in Chilcot, for example. And that's what the, the empty pill bottles are there back on the back table. Uh, so, yeah. The, if you want to pick up an empty, they're back there. If you want to pick a filled one up, if you have a filled one, you can put it on this little table here. You brought it today. But we're going to collect all of them on the So there's three ways, there's three ways you can respond to today's message. Or maybe God's talking about baptism. Maybe you've not been baptized. And you want to make a commitment. And this is where you want to do it. Maybe you want to attend the next piece of the pastors. Uh, coming out here in a few months. Or you want to become a member, you want to check that box. Information about service opportunities, or if you want me to pray with you, and I would see this, I'll give you a call, I'll talk to you in person, and to pray with you for whatever that is. What's the Holy Spirit asking you to do? What's the Holy Spirit nudging you toward? I pray it's one or a few of these things. But you can make a difference. You are different. But you can make a difference. On the night that Jesus was with the disciples, he was doing something different. This Passover. And the normal words that were used for a Passover meal turned out to be something completely different. But what he used made a difference. Because part of that meal was a point when he took the bread that was present there and he said, this is my body that's been broken for you. Take it eat and remember to me. Do you remember what Christ has done for you? And when the supper was over, he took the cup. He blessed it. Gave it to the disciples. He said, you're different. 
you're different now, and you can make a difference. The reason you say that because this is the cup, body, the body of Christ, the blood of Christ that can shift to you. Take and drink this and remember to me. So I'm going to pray with this bread and cup and ask the Holy Spirit to visit and consecrate these elements today. So let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the Son, Jesus Christ, and ask your Holy Spirit to consecrate the bread and cup, which I invoke your name today, that by sharing this bread and cup together, that we are part of the common good. We're part of the body of Christ. We can receive it with thankful hearts that we know that we're forgiven and that you have turned, allowed us to turn us around and turn us towards you. So we bless these common things today so that we can do extraordinary good for reaching new people and making new disciples of Jesus Christ. It's in your name we pray. Amen.